Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life in a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are, as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in the car, in your kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi, while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, and recharge your spirits. Joining me today is the lovely Living Mermaid, Holly Bishop. And Holly is here to share a little bit of a timeline about her life and how she and her husband Pablo have designed a life that they love that keeps them with beautiful tan skin, surfing waves, making jewelry, teaching surf lessons, living your best life. So yeah, I'm with an overall arcing message of just your soul and your purpose and yeah, I'm stoked about it. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're going to start with basically what started to shift into the life that you have designed, you know, the life that you guys are living that you love so much and how after high school, you made a pretty significant decision to just go to BC and away you went. So how did the move to BC ultimately get you to where you're in Mexico? Well, I just wanted to travel a little bit. I wanted to take, I took the train across Canada and then was in BC for a while. And well, I just didn't feel I was having a lot of fun, but wasn't where I should be. I needed to, mm-hmm. I wanted warmth and sunshine. I said I wanted to go to Mexico. Um, so you even I, said something like that in your yearbook, didn't in you? In yearbook, yeah. I wanted to live between like BC and Mexico and just make jewelry and sell it on the beach. And that's essentially my life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, went from BC. I got a call from a friend that he was in Mexico and his parents wanted me to come there to take care of him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Make sure he was behaving. And um, and I was like, awesome, I wanted to go to Mexico and I got a place to stay. I'm going. Yeah. And yeah, I worked a little bit, made a little bit of money, hopped on a bus from Toronto. I came back to Halliburton, I guess, and worked and then hopped on a bus from Toronto. Took almost four days to Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, you bust a by bus, yourself. Switching buses like 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> I admire that so much. Yeah, it was fun. It was quite a journey. Woke up once like in Mexico with like military guys on the bus with guns and mm-hmm. panicking. Yeah. But that's just their like routine. That's how it rolls mm-hmm. there. You're like, okay, we're good. Yeah, it's ultimately <laughs> to help people feel safer too, right? Not right, to them but out. when you wake up to that in your face, it's like, wow. Yeah, what is this? another world. Yeah. Yeah. But all good. So yeah. you made it to Puerto Vallarta? Made it to Puerto Vallarta, had fun there, but ultimately it was just like partying, which is what I always had done and I didn't want to. Like I wanted to move to Mexico to learn how to surf and live a more like calm, relaxed, minimal lifestyle. So went a little north to Celita and my friend had a little like room there kind of. Um, it was like a bed, a little two burner stove in a bathroom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like that'll do yeah 
And I, uh, yeah, and I just started, like, surfing every day. Just try. I mean, it's not easy to get good at, but just, like, trying to learn and mm-hmm. want that to be the life. Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't long after even arriving there that you met, or wait, back up. So you see, you've you've seen this guy from a distance, and you've said that you watched him get out of the water, and you were, like, gobsmacked at how good looking yeah. he was. And he, like, walked by the surfboard, hola. And <laughs> I didn't think he was talking to me. So I, like, looked behind me. I'm like, there's no one behind you. Just maybe start, like, say something, do something. And I just, like, looked at him. And he walked <laughs> by. Yeah. And then um, was on my way home, like, half an hour later from the beach to go do some laundry. And he was in a circle of friends. And I didn't really notice, but he like made a point of stepping out of his friends to say hi to me this time. And then I said hi to him and was just like, he is, wow. Super good looking dude. Yeah. And just such good energy. Yeah. So like happy, go lucky. Like, yeah. But yes, obviously like really easy on the eyes. Yeah. Golden glistening body coming out of the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Right. And so you were 18 at this time and he is a bit older. Yeah. I think he was 24 then. Okay. Yeah. And then did you see him again after that? Yeah. Like, Clearly, because you're married. Yeah, kept inviting me. Um, he was there for a surf contest. Yep. And he's he was in university in Ensenada. But yeah, he was there. We hung out for a few days. And then I was like, oh my God, this guy is so friggin' amazing. He's like my dream list. Like everything I check off my mm-hmm. dream list. I'm like, I would marry him tomorrow. And the next day he was like, we should get married. And bought little rings on the beach and went into the ocean and said we got married by the laws of the sea and went back and had a little party. I had gone fishing and caught fish, so we like made a little party for everybody and pretended we were married. I love that so much. Yeah. And then after that, you spent some time, like a lot of time together, as often as you could be, but then you spent some time apart too. Yeah, so we like we traveled for a couple of weeks and he went back to university. He said to come live with him. I had said, if you still want me in two months, I'll come. He called every day for two months. So I went to live with him in Ensenada. And, um, and yeah, living with someone's a little different than just being on vacation. Mm-hmm. But I still like absolutely in love with the guy. It was just everything we talked about. Like neither of us really, I think, wanted kids. But then he would be with his like nieces and nephews and I'm like oh my god you're gonna be the best dad ever and he's mm-hmm. like yeah we're gonna have seven kids and I'm like heck yeah one girl yeah six boys he's like yeah it's gonna be wicked yeah we're gonna have a we were like we're gonna live in a bus on the beach and have a like traveling surf shop I was like perfect yeah but you yeah. could see that vision too right yeah it was just like we both were like yeah that's my dream life right there like if I could have anything and I think before that like neither of us really cared to get married or like have Mm -hmm. kids I was like I could be this like single lady my whole life and just be you know eventually when I'm old scare the shit out of little kids and they're like that's crazy (laughs) but then I was like no I would have like this wicked beach bum family life with this guy for sure Mm -hmm. yeah when you kind of started to see this I mean and you're in this pretty serious relationship now in Mexico. Had your family met him or? No, I then moved back to Canada. He, he like dropped out of university his last week <laughs> before he became an oceanographer and moved 
um, worked really hard, called me every day singing love songs to me, and oh. then saved all his money to come here and visit my family. And my family loved him, like, instantly. Yeah. Um, it was only... He was here for a couple of weeks, and then I moved out to back out to British Columbia to work on a farm. Because you'd met some girls in Mexico, you said. Yeah. Right. Super cool, super cool chicks in Mexico who, like, he had met them in where we live now because right. they were traveling. It was crazy. Which is so cool connected. to have, like, met them, and then you actually have someone to go and see while you're working out in BC. Yeah. Super cool. And, yeah, so it all worked out. Then he came. Oh, we went on a family vacation. My dad was like, when are you guys going to have babies? And mm-hmm. we're like, we've been together not even a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> so down, I don't know. Yeah. But it, was, it felt nice because he, like, loved Pablo so much, too. And, uh, yeah, then we just, like, he came. He went back to Mexico. I went back to um, BC and was working actually at Red Mountain in Rosalind and he came to visit and was like I love you so much I'm not leaving we have to be together and I was like okay and then we our friend was pregnant and we were like we should have babies like mm-hmm. we should have babies now I don't know don't recommend jumping having babies <laughs> right away for everyone especially <laughs> when you're 19 years old but it worked out wonderfully 15 years later we still have three babies yeah. and are still married and living our dream life but that's I know that that's not reality for her. and it wasn't easy trust me I only talk of sunshine and lollipops but we all know there's a dark side for sure everywhere that everyone has and but if you love each other you keep working through it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and when you guys ended up back in Mexico well so you ended up back down to Mexico after BC you were down to Mexico yeah, we got married. Um, again, we had like a spiritual ceremony. It was so beautiful on the beach in BC. Mm-hmm. We got pregnant. We came That was within to... like three months of your dad being like, yo, when are you guys going to have babies? Yeah, totally. And like his mom had said is like, yeah. me and she like, when are you going to have little Pablitos? And I was like, I don't know. I just met you today. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but everyone seemed to be like, you need to have babies yeah. together. Maybe that was the universe's plan. Maybe like... <laughs> we mean nothing but our children were supposed to be yeah I don't know like but clearly the whole story was we were supposed to have babies together yeah and yeah three wonderful ones so so your daughter your daughter's names are so beautiful if you want to share those yeah so baby number one Moana Luna yeah um Moana, I picked that name when I was like 10. I was like, I'm going to, if I have a girl, I want to name her something that means ocean in Maori. Yeah. And it was somewhere like my um, dad had always said, like, the South Pacific's beautiful. You got to go. You're going to love it. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's where I need a name. And it means ocean, moon, Moana Luna. And I'm like, we love the ocean. So, and the moon is in charge of everything. So. Yeah, I know. I'm also obsessed with the moon. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's all good. And then we had another one two years later, Coral Jean, and I'm Holly Jean, and my great-grandma was Jean, so Pablo said she had to have a middle name because he never got one, but his brothers had one. So okay. I'm like, all right, yeah. we need a middle name for everybody. Um, and then the littlest, Callie Pearl. Such cool names. Yeah. Yeah, because... You had so you're back down in Mexico, and Moana was five, and Coco was three. Three, yeah. 
Yeah, so we lived mostly in Mexico. We came, I gave birth to the kids here. We would go back and forth. We would spend actually like quite a bit of time here in the summers, right. around the summer months, and then we'd go back to Mexico um, in the winter months. And we lived there. We ended up, we were trying to like struggle living in a, a town and mm-hmm. work for other people. Mm-hmm. Was, he was the Mexican national longboard champion at the time, and he just felt like he was building other people's businesses with mm-hmm. his um, surf lessons. And, and I was like, you know what? Let's just do do your own surf lessons. Like, if we don't live in this town and have to rent a house and have to buy groceries and all this stuff, like, what if we just, like, bought a motorhome and lived on the beach? And, you know, like, that was what we had said once upon a time. Like, why don't we just try that? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, yeah, I guess. And like, you don't have to work for the people, like whatever lessons you get, like mm-hmm. that's great. Like mm-hmm. now you have, we have some money, but you'll just fish and yeah. we'll trade the fish with the farmers for veggies and fruit. And it'll yeah. be like, we'll just live and have our kids and we'll play on the beach every day. Yeah. And that's what we did. And it was really awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, Family members are always concerned and like, yeah. you know, you need more than just like to get by and what if this And happens? they miss you too, right? They miss us so much and like they didn't get to see us a lot. And then having grandkids and then like mm-hmm. great grandchildren, like my grandma and grandpa were like a huge part of my life growing up yeah. and I love and respect them so much mm-hmm. and I would do anything for them. And it was basically like when they were like, you know, we would love to be with our great grandkids yeah. while we're able to enjoy them a little bit, mm-hmm. like come back to Halliburton. And we were like, you know what? We can do anything. Like we had, you know, a couple of years on the beach, like really enjoying our, our, like that life. Like, let's try it. You know, what do we have to lose? So we went back there and back here to Halliburton because we're in Halliburton right now. Yeah. You've only been back for like a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And we tried it for four years. We were like normal people. We had jobs working for other people um we had a house we had a car we the kids went to school mm-hmm. you know we were like normal people and it wasn't really that fun for us yeah well yeah because we've we've talked a lot about you know your soul's purpose or what makes your soul sing and yeah and you know that your sings on a beach i always like envisioned be, live, being on a beach and just like surfing. I went to a surf camp when I was 12 and was like, I'm just going to, I need to surf for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and became like obsessed with it and was just like, no, I need to be where it's warm and sunny. I even like my mom let me paint a mural on my wall and it was a wave with a chick surfing and these beautiful palm trees and mountains. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cause that's where my, somehow my heart and soul is like from the ocean and sunny palm trees, yeah. beautiful, blue, everything, mm-hmm. you know, so. And the simplicity of it. There's such a beauty in the simplicity. Right. And then just being able to just like be comfortable with just having enough, like just what you need, like not needing more, not being afraid that like, well, you have to have this because of that. And like, you know, you don't. If you need that, it'll come to you. But most of us are so hardwired that no, you have to have security. You have to have all of these things where it was like, we were crazy people just like living on the beach in the middle of nowhere with two kids 
surfing and fishing all day like and not really caring to like make an abundance of money to make sure our kid and like no our kids need love and they need us and they just we just need time to be with them and to raise our own kids the way we want to raise them Mm -hmm. and then we came back to Halliburton like I loved it first year was super fun because it was new second year was like still pretty cool because we were like yeah this is fun we're you know winter's long but we love winter my family is the ski resort we both worked there i taught snowboard lessons pablo so cute he even got like he was a snowboard instructor ski instructor he got all his certifications so neat he you know my dad trained him how to be a groomer operator he was making snow like you know we made the best of it that we could but winters are long we're both people who need to be outside all the time minus 30 minus 40 freezing rain like you never know what you're gonna get for Mm -hmm. six months Mm -hmm. of the year here yeah and then like the cost of living well yeah you said that that was one of your biggest like oh my gosh because really growing up too until you were who knows right your parents pay the bills you got it you know i mean my dad would be like you're using too much water we don't have to pay for water here but like yeah you know and like turn the light off and like i respect that wholly but like you don't really respect it until you have a house that's right and, um, and that's all fine, but like, you know, trying to just do laundry on the weekends or after a certain time and trying to like, you think you're doing it all, but somehow you're paying crazy bills mm-hmm. that you're like, wow, I'm working so hard. And it's not even at something that I love doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing it to make money all day, every day. And then my kids are with who? Like other people at school. They're like, okay, but that's what they're supposed to do. Oh, okay. They're supposed to just do that. Mm-hmm. It was, we both, I believe, fell into like kind of a hole. Like we did pretty good at like pretending that everything was okay and that we were fine and that like no everything's wonderful we love it like because we 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 are both people who can see the bright side like we're like no we're lucky we have three healthy kids we have a house in a beautiful place we have all my family supporting us and like it's wonderful Mm -hmm. but it wasn't authentic to you. It wasn't. It wasn't like my my soul just got drained and we both got kind of not in the best place we've ever been mm-hmm. and got to the point where we questioned, should we be together? Why are we here? What are we doing? What's the point of this? Like when we got together, we had both of us, like we want to have little beach bomb babies. We want to live on the beach. We'll just do surf lessons and surf retreats and you know, I'll make my jewelry and it'll be great. We'll always have what we need and we'll have this like traveling boss that we live in that sells stuff, you know, yeah. and it'll be awesome. And we traded it in and we traded it in for like, we, it was fun. And we did it to show my family like, yeah, we can be happy anywhere. We can do this. We can be like normal people. But at a point it got, it was like, I was ready to burn the house down and collect the insurance money. Like I was not all there. Dark yeah. place. <laughs> and it was like, all right. Okay, you convinced me, Pabs. Well, won't burn the house yeah. down. But we need to make a change. We need to make a change. This is not how either one of us planned our family. And he was really sweet. He was like, no, you know, like this is how we're supposed to do it. This is, you know, like he wanted to really work hard at doing what we're supposed to do because everyone else knows better. Like they've already lived, they're, mm. they're older, they've lived the life, they right. know, you know. And. 
It was that one day I was telling you, I got an email from, and it wasn't just the one day, it was like starting like to creep up on me. I got an email from someone who I surfed with. I met her one day in Mexico, Maho, and or Maria Jose, we'll call her Maho. Yeah. Um, and it had been like eight years since I had met her and I got a message like, hey, are you the Holly B that I met in um, Buceria's surfing? And I was like, hey, yeah, how are you? I was like, that was so much fun, huh? And she was like, I want you to know, like, you really inspired me. And here I am in, like, at a point in my life where I feel like not an inspiration at all. I'm just doing what I'm told to be doing and sitting around like, Mm -hmm. I'm a good mom. I'm, like, trying to just be a mom. And, like, yeah, that's what I'm good at. I'm just going to be a mom and whatever. And she wrote me was like, you inspired me. You hopped on a bus when you were, you know... 18 and moved to Mexico and just thought we're going to take up surfing and you just had such a like fun way of looking at life like it's all going to be good you know and uh, she said I built a I went to university built a swimsuit company and it's like one of the leading Mexican swimsuit brands and Miss Universe she made a swimsuit for Miss Universe and she's like, I wanted to share this with you. I want you to read the inspiration behind the name. It's all about you, Holly B. Swimwear. And I was like, what? Come on. Amazing. You know, I'm like, I didn't, I'm like, I'm nothing special. I'm just a freaking person, you know? Mm-hmm. But you never know who's going to think that you did something wonderful that makes them think, mm-hmm. I can do something wonderful. Totally. And then it comes back eight years later and now she's the inspiration for me to be like, I am so much more than this. I never said I wanted to live in a house and pay bills and my kids just be normal kids going to school and learning what someone 200 years ago built a system to learn. Like, not me. Not happening. I was like... We're going back to Mexico, Babs. Yeah. That was like the kickstart you needed to get back on track. Well, first it was, I'm going to, I need to feed my soul again. What am I going to do to make money to like that feeds my family, that helps like a job that will feed my soul again. And it was like, okay, I'm, I used to make jewelry. I traveled through Mexico selling my jewelry. I made jewelry when I was a little kid. So I'm like, make jewelry again, Holly. That's what you need to do. And it was like therapy for me, making mm-hmm. jewelry. And then when people loved it and then they give you money for it, you're like, this is wicked. <laughs> yes. And so that worked. And then I was like, and Pablo, we need to connect his soul like with the water. And I was like, we're going to start a paddleboard company. And we did. We started Supper with Paddleboard Adventures. I originally started it for him. And then like pretty much took over. We shared it. Really, but yeah, in the beginning, it was just for him to like in the summer have a job where he's connected on water. And yeah. he's such a good like surf instructor and such an amazing teacher that I just felt like he should teach. And so I was like, all right, this is how we're going to like find ourselves again. We have these little jobs that make extra money that are, you know, we can pay the bills and the bills aren't stressing us out and we're feeding our souls and we'll find ourselves again. And so we did that for the year and then that was it. I was like, we're selling the house. We're going back to Mexico half the time. Like, we'll figure it out. We're going to buy a motorhome. We'll drive it back here to Canada. We'll live in Canada in the summertime. And we'll do, because it's so wonderful mm-hmm. here. And that's pretty much what we did. We sold the house. We flew to LA. 
bought a motorhome, bought a bunch of surfboards, bought a car, and we... <laughs> he's such a funny dog. If you guys can hear, the ticks of the nails, our little buddy Jax is just kind of kicking around. Yeah. And he's like, what? What are you guys looking at? I know, right? Um, um, so you, you bought it in LA? Yeah, in... Uh, Costa Mesa, Motorhomes of California. If anyone needs a motorhome, Chad's the man. <laughs> Chad the man. Chad, he's so awesome. Um, yeah, we went, we found this motorhome that like fit our family. Um, then, <laughs> now we're like bursting out of it, but it fit our family. It was like a really great price for what we were getting. And it was like not new, but like basically it was brand new. Mm-hmm. Like it was only a few years old, but like had never been anywhere. And so yeah. we drove it down the Baja. It's a 24-hour drive and parked it on the beach. And just like we, that year we were just like testing it out to see like how is this going to go. And and we didn't have an abundance of money, but we had enough mm-hmm. to be like, all right, we'll be okay if we just, you know, like maybe we do a couple surf lessons, maybe we sell a little bit of jewelry yeah. and, you know, we know we have just enough to get us back to Canada for the summer when we know it's high season and we have our paddleboard company and we're going to like, we'll be good. So it worked out really good. I think like we, we did make connections again. It was like right back almost, you know, into it and, and we made a little bit of money and we got back to Canada and we worked and we just kept doing that for five years. And then now we're, this is the first time we've flown without the motor home. Yeah. We just got back um, and it was, yeah. Imagine you just store flying. it? flying. Yeah, we stored it um, for a little bit because we have more jobs like surf coaching and stuff we got to yeah. fly back to. But um, yeah, it's amazing how everything evolves Mm-hmm. Little by little, the motorhome putting it out there. Universe, it needs a little touch up. We need a new one or something because yeah. like we don't fit. The kids have grown quite a bit, but we can just renovate. Tell me a bit more about that space. the The motorhome itself, you know, um, you know how big is it? What's the space like on the inside? Where do you shower? Is there running water? Like, what's the cooking like with all five of you in there? Yeah, well, we. Um, it's a 33-foot motorhome. It's called the Hurricane. We didn't name it that. That's what it was called. Okay. Our original motorhome, the first one we bought when Mo and Coco were just babies, was called the Beechcraft. It was, like, <laughs> so perfect. And that's actually an amazing story. We, like, had, like, it was 1500 bucks. We went to an auction in San Diego and... This motor, it was like super, it was like, I don't know, like a 78 or something. I don't know, but like shag carpet was like, we barely even looked at it. We're at the auction. Somebody, it goes up to like 7,000 bucks. It was a diesel Mm -hmm. too. They're way more expensive. And then the guy didn't have his like $500 deposit or something and everything got confused. Like, well, what do we do? And they're like, put it back on. We got 1500 bucks. And we were like 1500 bucks. And they're like, no one else. Cause everyone got confused. Oh my gosh. So it was like, sold. You guys, you got your $500 deposit. We're like, we got it all right here. And we just like totally bought this Ugh. random thing we had never driven. It was called the Beechcraft. We're like, perfect. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Park it on the beach. <laughs> yeah. And lived in it for two years. It was like perfect. We like renovated. My dad bo- let us borrow a thousand bucks to renovate it. And then <laughs> we so yeah. neat. And it was like, it was awesome. Um, but then 
um, yeah, the new one, the Hurricane, was a little bit more expensive. Didn't need any renovations mm-hmm. at the time. But Mo and Coco slept. There's like a pull-out couch in the living room. And they that's where their bed is. Callie Pearl, we built like a little bed beside our bed because mm-hmm. she was only one at the time. Um, and yes, we all (laughs) sleep together whatever um so now we're like all right we need like she's still there sometimes she'll sleep with them we've actually bought a big canvas tent like a circular one we call it the teepee kind of like a lotus bell like kind of like a lotus bell but not the sexy shape that they have more like a circus tent got it okay yeah yeah yeah. you don't, you save like 3,000 bucks. Yes. yes. <laughs> like it's less sexy. Yeah. If you have the money, like if I had the money, I'd totally bought one. Yeah. Because they're really cute. But the practicality, that mm-hmm. like it worked, this other one. And um, Canvas Camp is the one that we bought that I love and highly recommend. Um, affordable and like wicked. But yeah, the kids, that's their room. So we bought one of those and like they, because they were growing out of and fighting mm-hmm. over their beds and it was like awkward and we just needed more space. It was a 33 foot motor home and we manage it pretty damn well, but everyone can only have minimal stuff, yep. which is also part of like it all because living in a big house with big things to clean and you just have so much crap that you don't need and people just give you stuff because you have a house and you find a spot for it. Yeah. That was the main thing of like moving into the motorhome was like, no, I don't want things like the less is more Mm -hmm. that was, and it, it totally frees your brain to be able to, I mean, don't get me wrong. We are not tidy like look at Danny's place gorgeous she's got two kids are you kidding me I'm on a white bed right now yeah I love you but yeah. like never could I imagine having mm-hmm. like it's she does a great job I am more like whatever I'll clean it up when the kids go to bed right or we'll all do a like once a week we'll do a super clean and we'll make a cleaning party of it and yeah. everyone ends up being grumpy about it but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever I don't stress about the mess so like I can live in chaos until a certain point and then I'm like alright we're doing a big clean well in a motorhome it takes 10 minutes to make it look like a disaster but it takes 2 hours for it to be brand new absolutely perfect again yeah it takes 20 minutes to make it look like oh everything's good like we yeah. it's an organized mess mm-hmm. you know but it's a lived in place and yeah. it's like a small space so like there's majority of the days i prefer no one to walk into my house because i live with letting people live and just leave crap lying around mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day i'm like okay 20 minute tidy the kids do a 20 minute tidy i do a 20 minute tidy and it's a lived in house it's not yeah. perfectly tidy but who cares and also I don't want to be the mom who's like that's my new floor those are my new th- don't touch that don't do this mm-hmm. like their house is nice and you're ruining it that's what kids do yeah they can't help it they're kids mm-hmm. so the motorhome we're like yeah however long it gives us like you know that it's not meant forever yeah and so live in it like go for it kids you know yeah and oh the poor thing now it doesn't owe us a Penny, it's like, yeah. <laughs> we've abused it, but it's such a good, good home. What would next steps be for another one look like, even size wise? Um, or what would it offer you that this one doesn't? Just like 
individual beds for the kids, like yeah. not having to, you know, when we first moved in, Mo and Coco didn't want to, like they had in our house their own beds and they would end up like sleeping together anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like they think they want their own beds and they didn't. Um, so it would be like, even the one we have, I can renovate and like rip, you know, rip out. There's like a TV that like was built into it that we don't use. Cause, mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you can, we don't have electricity. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, when are we watching TV? Every once in a while we'll put on the Jenny, but like we can also do that on the computer. Right. You know, so like if that could be a bed, someone's got another bed and then like you can't see it, but I can in my mind. <laughs> There's yeah. like the co-pilot chair can get ripped out and put a bed there. But ideally we would just... I think like it's time to move on and like get in we get a new one mm-hmm. or just like a trailer. Um, eventually we wanna like build a house, but we are still like enjoying life more than um and like planning and like we always seem to get what we need when we need it and mm-hmm. like, we, you know, we put it out what's next and like we've really done a good job, but like yeah, once we fall into a little bit more abundance in the like physical aspect of cash we yeah, can yeah. we can start building we have property here like we have four acres here we have land in mexico too um so but for now like we are like we like the gypsy life we mm-hmm. like being able to just have time here and time there and even in mexico like in the winter we live on the pacific side on a beach that there's waves on all winter and the water's warm and it's lovely but on the in the spring, we moved to the Sea of Cortez side, and we live on a beach over there, and that's where we set up our everything. There's actually on that side, there's no cell service even. Yeah. So people like know where we're set up, and they like book surf sessions ahead of t- you know, and come out to us there, and um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's so neat. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question that I know the answer to, but I want the (laughs) listeners to hear um, your answer to this. When it comes to schooling, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's how do you go about, you've got school age kids. So what does school or education look like in their lives? It's different every day. Mm -hmm. And like every year it's been different. Um, We were grateful that they got to go to school here in Halliburton, Mrs. Longo was all of their yeah. kindergarten teachers and all of them, even me. I'm like, I will go to school every day if I just got to be with Mrs. Longo yeah. and Mrs. Longo's <laughs> class. That's not the reality of it all. And I'm sure there's other wonderful teachers. Like my kids loved all their teachers, but um, she's magic. Mm-hmm. And that I was grateful for that. Um, and like school is fun and it was great, but we every year our kids have something different in mexico they've gone to public schools they've gone to private schools they've done online schools they've done not schooling and just like living life Mm -hmm. and we found that like that's where they're they kind of their soul guides them and Mm -hmm. they become the people they're meant to become right and they um like there's totally a place for a classroom like interacting with other kids that's the one thing that they love school for the most is the socializing right right um and like school teaches you lots of wonderful things but um for them like moana our oldest who's actually almost 14 so like that's mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> yeah, she uh 
she, especially this year, she did a lot of school online and just teaching herself things that she wanted to learn and then interacting with her class in Canada and sending in things. Um, she would send videos. So like our kids, we do jujitsu class, we do pottery classes, we surf a lot. We are in the ocean a lot, like exploring and learning you know, different things. We go to Hawaiian dance class where we learn a lot about Hawaiian culture and just we take lots of different classes and do lots of different things. And then just on our own, we have questions constantly. And so I'm like, okay, if that's a question you have, then you need to know it. Most people are going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Sorry. (laughs) But like I say, Google it. Right. Because honestly, you have an answer to any question at your fingertips. I don't tell them like, trust everything you read. The first thing that comes up is legit. So I say like, make me project, you know, like uh, this Nautilus washed up on shore, which is actually like the egg sack of this cephalopod. I learned all of this too. Um, And it was the most beautiful, radical, like, alien out of this world looking thing I've never seen in my Mm -hmm. life how does this exist a perfect spiral like blow your mind nature is amazing and my kids were like what is this so we researched it and each kid came up with their own project like I tell them like not everything you read is legit like go go to five different websites and get different information from all five the common ground of that is probably going to be reality right yeah, i mean yeah. and they're going to like national geographics and like yeah. all these awesome places and learning and then they do projects on them we take them swimming with whale sharks and then they do projects on whale sharks yeah and like they make videos of them like you know, so they cool. with dolphins. They swim, like, and this is in the wild, people. I'm not talking like marine land bull crap. You yeah. know, like I'm yeah. talking wild in the wild. So they just have a life that they, there's no closed doors. Like they don't have TV. They don't have, you know what I mean? When we want to have internet, we go and get internet so that they can do research and learn things. But for the most part, they're just living they're on the beach collecting shells oh what type of creature would live in that shell let's look it up we have books then we go on the internet like they create their own education they learn about what they want to learn about and i understand not everyone can do that and Mm -hmm. i understand like i mean for me growing up i didn't enjoy school i didn't do great in school i was great at art and in in gym class Mm -hmm. other than that not much was retained i didn't like i wasn't interested i was like oh I want to learn about the stars and I'd go to the library and take out a book and like learn about the moon and the stars and how the moon affects the ocean and all of our energy and like just learning mm-hmm. my own things. Right. Whereas the stuff in school like just didn't click with me. I right. wasn't that into it. Um, but my husband was the opposite. Like loved school, loved doing homework loved teachers like was was such a like perfect student you know like had to be the top of his class like whatever (laughs) and I'm like what and like loves math I'm like yeah okay yeah like I like personal finance like tell me how much work I have to do to get to where I want to go yeah 
that's the end of it for me where he's like knows how to do all these crazy things like i don't know trigonometry i'm like who wants to learn that yeah and moana's like i do so like moana knows is like him so it's good because he teaches her that and then she goes on to like on there's so many online school like the Khan academy and she's found her own things and just learning that way Mm -hmm. coral loves we've bought books of like 50 most amazing Canadian women and she's at a bonfire educating people on did you know let me tell you the story of and like she's an amazing indigenous woman who had 17 children and yes. like she loves it there, yeah like, she's such a like you know loving and we have like people visiting from all over the world who come to like do surf coaching with us or just come to visit because they're family and friends. And they're like, what kid just like loves to read history books? Mm-hmm. About, and then can I tell you a story? Yeah. About? So like they each have their own, what they're really into. And like Callie Pearl's just like, I don't like school. I'll go to school with Mrs. Longo's my teacher, but I don't want to go to school. Otherwise. <laughs> I don't like school. Any school she's been to, she just like really has a hard time sitting still and Miss Longham had magic that she worked with how to mm-hmm. teach them and I think like there are other teachers that do for sure but like especially Callie she's a bit of a wild one and she just needs to be non-stop like that kid was born in water she could be in water all day long she's it just turned seven but she surfs with her dad like catching big waves like wants big waves she surfs with me on tiny waves. She surfs by herself. She surfs with her sister. She swims nonstop. Mm-hmm. She boogie boards. And we're talking an ocean. Like, I'm not talking a swimming pool. Right. An ocean where, like, she knows how to go with the current and allow it to take her just enough. I mean, there's some spots that are dangerous. Trust me. Like, I'm there with her. But she is in love with mm-hmm. the sea and could just be nonstop swimming. And so, like, just nurturing the little things that... You know, and then she'll come to me, Mommy, you're going to read me this story right now. And then I'm going to read it back to you. Sure, buddy. You know, like, um, she's always, you write me math questions. If you get them right, I'll give you a gold coin. And if I get them right, I get a gold. Like, so she's like, they educate themselves. They want to learn. Yeah. They want to learn their things their way. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. I think all children, if given the opportunity and cut off of sitting, staring at a box all day long. Yes. Like most kids have the opportunity to play video games. Like don't, Callie would totally just rather watch movies all day long. Mm-hmm. But if I don't have electricity, I don't have TV, I don't have, what does she want to do? We're playing cards. The kid, kick your butt in cards. Mm-hmm. She loves, she knows so many different card games. She wants to play cards, she wants to swim. Then she will play cards and then we'll swim. And then we'll make a craft and then we're going to go swim. And then you're going to do these math questions. Then we're going to go swim. Yeah. And then, no, actually we're going to surf now. And then we're going to come back. Yeah. And then, so like they all have their own, you know, Coral wants to, like she's raised money. She saved dogs in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Brought them home. Yes. Raised money to take them to the vet to get them fixed and cleaned up. Like, but it's all her, like who she is. She's taught like totally that kid. Yeah. So to have their soul's desires supported. That's all it is. And that's, I believe. And everyone has their own belief. So, like, I'm not judging. I don't care. Like, if school is your way, rock it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I believe that all kids have the desire and the passion to learn. And we all have our own soul's purpose. And all we need is love. Mm-hmm. If someone loves us and supports us 
and what we want to do, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. They don't need... I mean, here, okay, it's really cold. You need you need yeah. snow zoods. You need, yeah. you know, but we need love. And even like, man, my grandma Nini used to make bologna roll-ups and give me a diet Pepsi. Hacked. Saltine cracker with a half <laughs> inch of butter on it. You know, and here I am now today like, oh my God, it has to be organic and you have to do this or that. Bullshit in reality. She made that bologna roll-up with so much love, it canceled out anything and all I ate was love. Yep. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. my whole family, all healthy friggin' people eating bologna roll-ups and drinking diet <laughs> Pepsi and orange crush, saltine crackers with a half inch of butter. But yeah. like, you know, she made it with so much love. It canceled out the chemical bulk mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah. And we're all, you know, so I think like love trumps it and yeah. just follow your soul's path. Then you are in love with yourself, in love mm-hmm. with your life. You're feeling, you know, and the kids just need that. They just, yeah. that's what they need. And some kids do amazing. And like Moana would be amazing in whatever school she's in. I believe Coral would too. Callie probably would if that was her regular deal and she had to do it. But like, I'm happy the way that they're growing up mm-hmm. and, and they're able to do online things and still be at par you know some things they're sometimes they're lower than average some things they're top of their class like you know Moana and Coral when they were in school in the beginning going back and forward they would come back and be like you know all of it would be at average or above average most of the things Mm -hmm. that they were supposed to be so it didn't affect too much Coral sometimes was like oh I feel really dumb with math and I'm like you know what, girlfriend? I felt dumb in math and I mm-hmm. went to school. Yeah. You know, and like I did it, but I was awesome at art. What are you good at? She's like, I'm really good artist. I'm like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't get caught up on what you're not good at. You still have to do it. You need basic math skills, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't have to be upset that you're not, it doesn't click easy and right. that you're not awesome because you are awesome at other things that other kids aren't awesome at. Right. And other kids are awesome at things that you're not awesome at. Mm-hmm. We don't all fit into a box. Right. One size fits all. I also really think that, like, you were putting the emphasis on the life math, life skills math. Mm-hmm. The ones really, I mean, even when you think about what's talked about about education today, and I'm obviously a teacher, right. is um, the, the, there's such an emphasis on things that aren't necessarily going to carry the average human through life, right? No. Mortgages, paying rent, Shouldn't budgeting, Shouldn't that be a cars, friggin' class uh, yes. that we all take? Because who not. knows that? Like, I know. It's not. Like, yeah, personal finance. Like, I mean, I did take that class in high school and, like, did really good in it. The only math class I did good in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that, like, you know, most kids are like, oh, well, I want to get honors, so I have to take this other mm-hmm. class that teaches me algebra and trigonometry. Right. And you're like, great. but And, like, maybe some people do use that in every day jobs like that's wonderful but I think like school should be for like real life things you should be learning like self-defense like our kids do jujitsu you know like it doesn't have to be that but like make useful humans yeah. you know like how can we learn how to garden get connected with nature mm-hmm. do things like swimming I'm sorry how come like that needs to be a big part of everything how many people don't know how to swim especially in how we live on lakes everywhere Mm -hmm. swimming is an essential life skill that i think everyone should have Mm -hmm. if you don't like you can drown so people come up here and drown all the time Mm -hmm. you don't know how to swim who doesn't know how to swim so many people don't know how to swim yeah 
that should be something that like our education, like in school, we take swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. We, how to be good humans and how to have basic common sense and practical skills practical skills but yeah i feel like they're learning so much like impractical i mean whatever they're learning what they're learning and mm-hmm. it's wonderful and you know it's most people have a nine-to-five job kids go to school they get an education that's great yeah you know i'm not complaining it's mm-hmm. free the government's paying like yeah. that's wonderful you know, it's set up good. Some kids in some countries aren't allowed to go to school. Mm-hmm. So right. like, it's all where you're, it's all, you know, relative to where you're at. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and the overarching message here has just been to follow your soul's path and what makes your soul sing. Right. That's what I'm a big supporter of. And that's yeah. how I feel like my life is to me amazing. Not sunshine lollipops all the time. I have had obstacles. I mm-hmm. have, you know, and like maybe not as hard as that person or whatever it's all relative to yourself and your own soul's journey Mm -hmm. and what you need to go through in your evolution to become your highest self and just to be the best you that you can be and fall definitely you can't be the best you you can be if you listen to what everyone else tells you you need to be doing right you have to find ways to tune in and get silent and be with yourself to figure out like what do i really need to do Mm -hmm. how can i how can I be the best me? And that's enough because I went through times where I'm like, I should be in Afghanistan helping these poor women with their children get out of war. And like, there's so much actual problems in the world. Like, we need to help these people. People are starving to death in Africa or wherever, even here, you know? Like, how can we make a bigger difference? And you can make yourself crazy thinking you have to do so much. What I ended up realizing was like, you have your three kids. You have to be the best you you can be to teach them to be the best them that they can be. Mm-hmm. And it may seem small, but look at, I somehow influenced someone to like live her dream and be a fashion designer and make money right. making swimsuits with a happy vibe to them because I was a super fun, happy, cool teenager mm-hmm. that she thought was awesome. You know what I mean? Right. You never know how you're going to change the world or mm-hmm. change someone else's world That's or right. make the world a better place just by being your authentic you. And mm-hmm. if you're your authentic you, you're a happy, wonderful person because love is all of this. You call it God or jar or whatever you want, but it's love, the energy of it, the basic of it that we are all part of. It's mm-hmm. love. And it takes time to figure that out. <laughs> well, and your your best life or your visions or your soul's purpose or journey or what makes your soul sing is completely different than totally the next person. Totally different than the next person. And then you find people who are like jive with similar yes, things as exactly. you. That turn, you know, like you and I get talking and we're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, mm-hmm. I love that. That turns me on. That's where yep. my soul's at too. Yep. And so like you find those people, but... They're just your tribe at the moment because like we evolve constantly. Yes. We're always changing and like not everything's the same for everyone. And you know, what makes your heart sing at that time, go with it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that in five years it's not gonna be the same thing. You can change it in five years. Yeah, you can change it now. You can change it now. You can do whatever you want whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of that. Yeah. And trust that you are supported. You know, maybe your family doesn't support you, mm-hmm. but love supports you. The universe supports you. Mm-hmm. If you believe enough that that's 
where you're at, that you've gotten enough signs and enough hunches and enough feelings, enough, you know, gut instincts or whatever that I need to do this, that I need to lead retreats, you know, right. That makes my heart sing too. When I lead retreats and I have people, you know, tell me how like, oh, you know, in the beginning they're going to got a wall up like, oh, you, yeah, it must be nice living on the beach in Mexico, you know, whatever. And you feel like, okay, a little bit of judgment, a little bit of whatever. And then next thing you know, they're lying on the beach in a mermaid tail, like, I fucking love you, Ali, yeah. I'm a mermaid. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like, and then they, you know, like, oh, that book that you suggested I read, or like that, just yeah. putting on a mermaid tail when I came to this retreat being like, I'm only here because my friend wants to be a mermaid. I don't want to be a mermaid. I think it's kind of crazy. And then they put on the mermaid tail and they're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. They just needed to have a little more fun. Yes. To get in touch with their inner child, to reawaken the love inside of them because mm-hmm. they've just been doing what they were told to do for so long, you know, and following the path. I wanted to be a lawyer, so I have to keep doing this. And then that's a wall. I can't change that now because I've been a lawyer for so long. What else would I do? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Like, that was great. You enjoyed it. You were that. But what else? If you could do anything, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, and I love being able to, I feel like maybe that's my purpose is like just being me and somehow being me helps other people be like, man, you're, in, you inspired me to, yeah. to go do this. You that's know? it. Because and even if like, they don't, so great. and even if people don't resonate with another person's, um, well, I would say message, but not message, but lifestyle if they don't, lifestyle, or, exactly. Yeah. Lifestyle, life choices, whatever. Right. But that the biggest takeaway could be like, you know what? I respect them for doing them. I respect them for following their dreams. Maybe not everyone wants to live on a beach in Mexico, but they want to, or maybe they want to live on a mountain in Alaska. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like the fact that someone else has been like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do, how I want to do it. And just figure out how to make it happen that someone else has done it and can do it makes you be like, I can do it. It's in a different place, in mm-hmm. a different way. Or maybe it is in the same way. Maybe you do want to go surf every day and live on a beach and be a mermaid. Yeah. Like, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I love it. I always wrap up with something about self-care and recenter. So what does, if you are just all over the place, chaotic, and are just feeling frazzled, what brings you back to center? Well, I enjoy surfing. Right now I'm somewhere where I can't surf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm um, sitting, I enjoy being in nature. Nature always mm-hmm. helps me get back. Um, and I've never been one to meditate. Like I always said, like surfing's like my meditation. It's a meditation of motion because you have to be fully present or else you're not going to catch the wave or you're not going to, you're going to eat shit or right. whatever, yeah. get your butt kicked. But um, and same thing with maybe snowboarding is meditation motion because you're moving, um, yoga, whatever makes you feel good and brings you back. And for me, um, I, yeah, definitely need to get in touch with like my body and stretch out and feel all the like crickety cracks and like, mm-hmm. oh God, Holly, love your body a little bit more. <laughs> like you, you gotta stretch and breathe. Um, I think for me, like being connected to nature and being outside um, really helps. And then sometimes, like, I don't know, maybe there's a thunderstorm and it's crazy when you're losing your mind. Just to, like, sit in alone somewhere, like maybe beside a plant mm-hmm. or, you know, and just, like, breathe and try to not, like, basically meditate, you know, yeah. like, try to not think of. And I have, 
um, like visualization meditations that I do because I can't just sit and think of nothing. Pavel and I lived actually when he was in university above the Baja Zen Center and there was like a monk named Yochim who lived underneath us and like every morning at five her like gong would go off and we're like oh we're awake we'd go down and like sit and try to meditate with her but I'd be like my knee's locking up and there's a yeah. dog barking and there's a rooster crowing and there's like yeah. but then you know I guess eventually you get through it I was like I don't get it I don't get it like yeah, why yeah, do yeah, I yeah. sit here and just list off the shit that I can hear like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the feelings that I feel mm-hmm. and she's like no that is it yes you just are fully present and you're feeling what you feel mm-hmm. and letting it go you're hearing what you hear and let it go I'm like alright I guess yeah. <laughs> and that's a practice in itself holy yeah yeah, and I don't, I'm not strict with any, mm-hmm. I'm not really strict with anything, really. Yeah. Every day is a new day, and I'm trying to bring more structure, but uh, I'm not much of a structured person. Nope. But it works for you. <laughs> it works for me, yeah. It, it's, it has been, yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. I know, didn't that just fly? Yeah. I know, it was so enjoyable, Holly. Thank you so much. <laughs> There you go, guys. Another episode of the Safe Haven Podcast. Please make sure that you subscribe, like, share these episodes, and comment as you follow along. Your generous support keeps the sharing and messages coming your way. You can find the Safe Haven Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Podbean. And you can also follow along on Instagram at the Safe Haven Podcast for the latest updates. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next week.